Hello, it's Mandy Stewart with the Secret Message Society podcast. Often I get asked, what is a secret message? What does it mean to me? How do I find them? How do they show up in my life and find me? So this podcast is a way to show real life examples of what secret messages look like to me and how I'm finding them, where I'm finding them, how they're finding me, um, and the, the sort of meaning that they bring to my life. I hope you enjoy. This is Mandy Stewart. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 30 of the Secret Message Society Podcast. realize that so many of these podcasts happen when I'm out running errands and I think you know secret messages come to us as we're out and about in the world and then we get to take them back in more of our internal alone time and make something of them play with them um, ruminate about them So I was at the grocery store and I brought with me, I made these little um, artist trading card size Hope Beaconesses that it has a picture of the Hope Beaconess that you can color in and then it says a secret message from the Hope Beaconess. And I made them because I would hear things that people would say when I was out and about or notice things and I just wanted a way to say to somebody else, hey, I, I noticed you, um, you gave me hope, uh, what you said or did was a secret message of hope for me and I just wanted to say thanks and I noticed it or I noticed that you, um, you might need some hope and so I wanted to give it to you. So there had been a cashier at this grocery store that told me that he moved here from New York in order to help take care of his mom who who was sick and or just getting older. I don't I guess he I'm not sure if he specified but he moved here to help care for his mom. And in the moment when he shared that information with me, it just struck me as like feeling very hopeful, you know, that someone would want to give that sort of care to another person and that they would uproot their lives, you know, change their lives and move here from New York to Oklahoma. That that's quite a move. So, um, that gave me the idea to make these little Hope Beaconess cards. And so I've had down on my list um, of things to remember to do to take him one of these. And so I took it today and I, so the, okay. So the first time that when he said that I was trying to figure out a name that uh, a way that I could know his name or remember who it was. And I noticed on the receipt, it said, the cashier's name. It says your cashier today was Ryan. So I thought, okay, it's Ryan. I need to 
give this secret message to. Well, another time that I was in there, I was going through the checkout and I thought it was Ryan again. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to double check on this receipt, you know, to make sure that his name is Ryan. Well, that time his name was Clinton. And I'm like, what? Maybe they don't actually like have the right person's named names assigned to the cash register. Like maybe they switch out and um, they don't change names or something. And so I was kind of confused, but then I thought, you know, I had an inkling like there's a chance that it's not actually the same person, that Clinton and Ryan look similar enough that maybe it is actually two people. So today I was in there and I actually remembered to bring the secret message from the Hope Beaconess. And I was so thrilled because the guy that was my cashier was Ryan, I believed. And so I said to him, one time I had this conversation with a guy in here who had moved here to take care of his mom. Is that you? And he said, no, you are talking about Ryan. And I said, okay. And he said, but we do look similar. And he kind of smiled and I said, do you, or do you look nothing alike? Cause I really didn't have a clue. Um, if I was just confusing them or if they do actually look similar. And he said, no, we actually do look very similar. People get us confused all the time. People always ask us if we're brothers. And he said, in fact, it's so bad that I, when, when he first came in here, I thought I was being replaced and losing my job and that they had got somebody that looked like exactly like me to take my place. <laughs> he said it was kind of like freakish uh, that somebody new would be hired that looked so much like him. So that was interesting and fascinating and funny. And uh, I didn't end up giving getting to give the secret message from the Hope Beaconess to Ryan today because my cashier was in fact Clinton. So I, but I did find a secret message in that, in the delay. And this is that, you know, as soon as Ryan said that and it instilled some hope in me that he had moved here to take care of his mom. And as soon as I had kind of gotten in my mind, I'm going to make artist trading cards that I can give to people when I have that feeling of hope well up in me as a way to say, Hey, I see you and thank you for putting hope, your hope signal out into the world in your own way. That instantly connected me to Ryan and to that grocery store. Now I want to say that this particular grocery store, there have been two cashiers in the past that I have drawn at the time that I was making my monthly zine, which I did for like five years. I drew a couple of the cashiers in my zine and it really connected me to them. It made going to the grocery store feel something a little more special. 
a little more um, personal than than it would have otherwise. There's also a cashier that that works in there that dyes her hair herself all these fantastic colors, and I love talking to her as well. But but as soon as I you know decided I was gonna make some art inspired by this guy and I was going to start to give it to people. I had this connection to him, to Ryan. It, it, it felt special. In fact, going to the grocery store today, having, remembering it, having it with me, and this has been probably a month ago, um, since I first had that interaction with him, it felt so good. Cause I was like, I might get to see him. And then when I thought he was my cashier, it felt so good. Cause I was like, Oh my goodness, he's here. But then what I realized in the delay is that I was given another opportunity to learn something else about the grocery store, about the workers, about the cashiers, about the, the people that I interact with, and the stories. Um, it, it gave me a story, you know, to tether me to that grocery store. And so now I not only know about Ryan, but I know a little bit about Clinton. I got to meet Clinton. I got to know a little bit about Clinton. I got to learn that their names are on the receipts. So I have a way to start to get to know other cashiers should I want to. I can look at their name. They can become more personal. It can feel like a personal interaction to go to the grocery store. Um, and so I'm realizing that oftentimes in our creativity, um, you know, I launched this project. I drew out these artist trading cards. I printed some out. I cut them up. I had on my to-do list for like a month to take one to Ryan. I, um, I did some, some research, some field research on, is this Ryan or is this, um, Clinton? Which person is this? Oh, there, there actually are two different people. And I got to know this this next story. And so sure, as a creative, like it would feel amazing to get to complete the circle, to complete the project. Like I have handed off the the piece of art to the person that initially inspired me to draw these pieces of art to hand out to other people. But oftentimes in our creativity, the, the cycle, the project doesn't end in the time that we thought it would and it plays out differently and there's a process to it. And if we can learn to flow with that, that can feel very exciting. So leaving today, I felt a delay in getting to give it to Ryan, but now I have this interaction with Clinton that is also very interesting and kind of this inside joke about is he Ryan or is he Clinton? Which cashier is he? And I found that to be quite enjoyable. So I'm still holding on to this one. I'll probably keep it in my car and, and eventually I'm sure I will be there at the time that Ryan is there and I will be able to give it to him. And I believe that will be you know, at just the right timing too. 
but um, I wanted to say that if your creative process is ever delayed, um, look for secret messages in that too. Look for opportunities to enjoy even more out of the creative process than you thought you were gonna than you thought you were gonna get. Now it's expanded and, and it's become more then and that can be pretty exciting. I have been working for several months now on a video-based, prompt-based program that can help sensitive, self-taught, creative women to put their creative, unique signal out into the world without losing hope. This course, I believe to be helpful for those of you that have felt creative block, um, maybe that you're lacking some creative confidence. It is that feeling that you always stop too early, that you don't let things cycle all the way through to completion because you are either running out of um, resources, running out of energy, um, you're running out of confidence, you're running out of, you start to um, doubt your own intuition, uh, you're not getting the results that you want from your creative expression, or you're just getting bored with it or distracted and starting something new before you finish it. If any of that rings true to you, I would love for you to apply for my six-week course, Becoming a Holt Beaconess. I'm really excited about the all the play that I've put into it, the videos I've recorded, the very real-life examples of how you can use these creative prompts to pivot yourself back to a cycle of being in hope, remaining in hope, always being in the frequency of hope. And I center this around this character called the Hope Beaconess, this playful archetype sort of patroness saint of hope and that we as creatives if we can stay hopeful then we can complete things and we can start to see progress and see our ideas manifest into creativity that we can share with the world and that really it's this practical magic of staying hopeful that allows us to bring our creative ideas through to completion that it really centers and hinges on hope and so before you try to set goals and create tasks and really go after a project I think if if you can learn how to hold on to hope you are more likely to see it through to the end and I also think that remaining connected to hope is really tied into nature and that nature is a great guide to help us stay connected to hope. So I would love for you if this uh, makes your heart beat faster, if it makes you excited, 
then I would love for you to apply and you can do so at the link bit.ly forward slash becoming a hope beaconess b-i-t dot l-y forward slash becoming a hope beaconess I look forward to seeing you there If you are new to finding secret messages in your own life, feel free to borrow mine this week. Be on the lookout for where the theme shows up for you. Happy hunting. May secret messages always find you.